Hey guys, it's Jesse. Thank you so much for being a donor to MaximumFun.org. This bonus donors only episode is exclusive outtakes, screw ups, cut rounds, and other neat ephemera from past episodes of International Waters. We've got Josie Long, Paul F. Tompkins, Aaron Gibson, Andy Zaltzman, and lots of other great panelists. So, thank you so much for supporting the show. This is International Waters. Lindsay, you want to pull the green thing on the clock so that I know how much time we've done? Great. And we are rolling. You're on the clock, guys. Set me into a panic. Uh, I'm going to drink some water, and then we're going to start recording. What a diva. I agree to your terms. (laughs) 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 Well, gang, uh, thanks for being here. Let's get this thing started off. Then a little theme music plays. Like that. Is that exactly what it I sounds like? I wish that was the theme music. <laughs> I I'm do pissed too. that there's another option. <laughs> Can we all do it together? You should definitely use that. <laughs> That's a peace treat. That's that how the Rolling good. Stones began. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a second to get to know our contestants. Holly Walsh. Um, you're not just a stand-up comedian. You also, for a time, hosted a children's television program. Yep. Um, uh, do you have the proper emotional constitution to handle hosting a children's television program? This is what the police asked me shortly afterwards. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love children. How did, how did it go? Tell me about the show. I had to um, present a daytime TV show, which was live, with a, a puppet, a man dressed as a talking brain. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that's my job. And I was paid to do it. And it was it went smoothly. Uh, well, I only did it for three months, and I didn't renew my they didn't renew my contract. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, a little tension with the talking brain. It's sexual tension. That yeah, was the trouble. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's not appropriate for children's television. Holly, we need show. you to tone down the sex on the brain stuff. <laughs> yeah. You are being way too. You are eye humping that brain for. <laughs> I was undressing that brain with my eyes. Right. Ron, uh, you literally just landed here in the UK. Mm-hmm. Did you? How did you get here? Uh, I took um, the Heathrow Express uh, oh. to Paddington, which was uh, very nice. And then I got off the train, I, and I got on the um, the Paddington to Piccadilly line, where I saw a like a little kid. Uh, he was really tiny. He had to be like two or three, and I think it was his first time on the tube because he was really excited. And there were no chairs, and he's like, "Why can't I sit down?" And his mom's like, "Just stand, just stand. It's okay." And he was—that <laughs> is a perfect was, English accent, yes. by the way. Thank you. Uh, but he was standing in front of the glass panel that's on the edge of the tube, and you know how, like, people the first time they ride any type of underground railroad, like, like tube, they like don't know that stop is coming. So I just saw this kid's face, <laughs> like, which was so full of like trains, and then it stopped. He just went boom. Like, Right in the glass, and I like I looked up, and I'm right in the glass, and I'm like, "Welcome to New York." <laughs> and then I got off. I can't believe you've been here 11 minutes and you've already got material. That is so unfair. <laughs> it was uh, it was a nice time. I, I I do have to admit, the British Airways flight was delightful. <laughs> that airline knows how to treat a passenger. Really? What what do they do for you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like free beers, couple of hand jobs. I mean, it was a good time. That is great value. Yeah, was. Did you get a Bloody Mary as well? No, I actually ended up. I got. I got a little mad at myself because I actually. I never fall asleep on planes. I finally fell asleep on a plane, and so I was, my whole plan was just to get like rip roaring drunk. Then I had two beers and passed out for the whole flight. 
when I woke up, I was like, oh, I'll just have a Aww. cup of tea. You didn't even get to make a scene. I know. <laughs> Jordan, you, you've been here for a couple days. I think that people here call riding the subway tubing. Have you been tubing? <laughs> I was uh, I was excited to go tubing because uh, in the American South that's right. when you get uh, drunk in an inner tube floating down the river. Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I I showed up to the underground in my uh, swim trunks with a six pack. <laughs> Luckily, you fit right in with the tourists who are here for the Olympics. Right. Um, have, have you been enjoying London? I know you've gone out a couple times. Yeah, I have been. Uh, I have been out and about. Oh God, this is and I don't. I don't know if this is typical London or if I just saw, you know, kind of an outlier or a strange character. You know, a real John Ronson subject type. But uh, just kind of just kind of walking the strip of bars last night, uh, I saw these these two guys, uh, you know, kind of open shirt, frosted tip types. Um, yeah, that's, that's evocative, right? You guys understand the kind of guy I'm talking about? You know, about? like classy member of parliament sort of dudes. <laughs> yeah. Real Tories. Yeah. Um, no, no, these were just kind of loud douchebags. And they <laughs> ran up to this group of girls. Uh, and they're like, hey, 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 where you from? Where you from? And the, the women were <laughs> kind of startled. And, uh, and they're like, and I'm just going to do a random accent now. Right. They're like, we are Dutch. And uh, they're like, hey, you want some chocolates? Hey, you want some chocolates? And they were giving... Just, just they had this bag of chocolates that they were just giving to these women, I guess in an attempt to pick them up, uh, which or yeah, dose them. Um, and they and the women, I think, reasonably refused the chocolates. You candy know, the, from strange, I mean, classic candy from strangers situation. You know, the novelty T-shirt, just give me the chocolate and nobody gets hurt. Yeah, they were sort of flipping that to take this fucking chocolate and nobody gets hurt. Right, right. Uh, yeah, it was very threatening. Um, but the women were kind of like trying to, you know, they were walking along the sidewalk, so they had to kind of share a space with them, but they were kind of trying to speed up out of these, you know, guises' wake. Uh, and they got a little bit far, uh, farther away, and then one guy just, I swear to God, starts yelling Borat catchphrases at them. Wow. See, sexy time, my wife... Like, just last ditch. Oh, fuck, the chocolate thing didn't work. What always works? Oh, Borat! Uh, like the last ditch of, like, effort of a douchebag. Yeah, like, just like, I mean, oh, Thanks that's for like movies! Us, that's like us seeing a group of, like, American men and just uh, started shouting out, Yeah, cowabunga! Weed's world! <laughs> right. Caddyshack! Yeah. What is an American like? So, yeah, I don't know if... if that if, is completely normal, just to say this. Frankly, my yeah, dear, like, I just has, don't give a damn! <laughs> Has I guess I'm, I'm wondering has Borat stuck around longer here than it has? No, I don't okay. think so. Because no. it's it's set in the U.S., so it sort of feels like it's a. I think to a lot of British people, it feels like a foreign film. You're right. I yeah. would say, yeah, in the sense that it's so sophisticated. <laughs> yeah, in the same way the it's sort um, of like Amelie a Fellini does. type yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there's two films since have really blown that out of the water. So that's <laughs> right. what we talk about anyway. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I'm trying to pick up women in America, I just yell things from the king's speech. Chocolate. If you're wondering whether or not it works, it does not work. Uh, so yeah, but it's it's uh, it's been a delight. I'm, I'm happy to hear it, Tom. Actually, speaking of sophistication, you are at present doing a radio show 
with the sophisticated gentleman who played Giles on Buffy. Indeed. Anthony <laughs> Head, yes. Um, I thought you were going to talk about exciting. me rather than somebody I've merely worked with. But sure, we can talk about him, yeah. <laughs> I Does he know, have any good Charisma Carpenter stories? That's what we want. We want to hear some secondhand Charisma Carpenter anecdotes. Uh, he, he's very charming, yeah. He's very nice. Were you a Buffy fan going in? Uh, if he was here, I would, of course, say yes. But in reality, no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because, it's, because it's hard to watch unless you're a fan of it, right? Unless you're like a 12-year-old girl. So, which I you're, was briefly, you're, but you're, you're, I, you're wading um, into dangerous nerd territory here, my friend. <laughs> I thought I went pretty far with it's hard to watch unless you're a fan, and you just went 12-year-old girl. Boom! Were well, you Is, a fan? No. Who, well, uh, who are the fans of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I mean, again, if... Many Anthony's adult here, nerds who will tell you about it. Oh, really? Let's just say you went on a podcast and said something mean about the program. <laughs> Let's just say your email address was public. <laughs> then you might get a few notes. Oh, I, okay. Well, I look forward to those tweets. But, um, but I, you know, so I haven't watched it, but, and I'm not a 12-year-old girl. And, uh, but I don't know if I need to explain that again. But um, no, he's lovely. And it's a very happy show to be part of. Yeah. When, when, he, when you make acting choices, does he go... And then you say, what? And he says, well, that's just not how Sarah Michelle Gellar would do it. <laughs> he does that, yeah. <laughs> Good, well, I got the dirt on him. <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to the quiz. Who's Sarah Michelle Gellar? <laughs> okay. <laughs> she was the, uh, She's replace, like this. the replacement posh spice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. After the first one died... You know, <laughs> she's sort of. No, that <laughs> she's sort of like America's Stephen Fry. <laughs> okay. U.S. Would you like a citizenship question or a video game question? What do you think? I was going to say video game, but where you want? Uh, I again, I'm right, hopeless either way. Let's do all right. Let's do video game. Let's do video we get game. double points. Okay. The new fantasy game, Kingdoms of Alamur, oh <laughs> Reckoning, was financed... Are they, all, they all sound like Lifetime movies, too. That's a very American <laughs> reference. But they all have, like... It, they kind of remind yeah. me of your show. It's like, this, colon, this, this, colon, yeah. this. Awakenings, The Reckoning, part three, sword-wise. The new fantasy game, <laughs> Kingdoms of Alamur, colon, Reckoning, was financed by an unusual source. Who was the backer for this hack-and-slash medieval adventurer? Was it former Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Kurt Schilling, former child star Corey Feldman, or former Van Halen singer and current owner of the Cabo Wabo Cantina, Sammy Hagar. Okay. First of all, Corey Feldman's not backing anything financially. We know that. <laughs> you he's you may be right. He's you may be running. right. All right, so You don't think he's still spending some of that last boy's money? I don't I think that that money is spent on just reproductions of uh, license to drive uh, movie posters that, are, that, that paint this house. Agreed. I'm going to say it's going to be Kurt Schilling cuz I feel like it's the most unlikely. I feel like Sammy Hagar is like I don't want to deal with nerds. Why well, I want to rock on my guitar. Yeah. So yeah. Kurt Schilling is who I'm going with. He's like with. a closeted video game nerd. Yeah, he's like a guy who's like I blew up my arm. Now I just want to sit in front and play the awakening revenge of Oblivion Amaras's tomb. I'm, I can get on board for that. You're absolutely correct. Yes. Nice. Uh, Kingdoms is the first game from Schilling's 38 Studios, named after his uniform number. Corey Feldman is currently pursuing a music career, <laughs> and Sammy Hagar is currently 
Maxin' and relaxin'. <laughs> Poolside. <laughs> Who maxes and relaxes more, Jimmy Buffett or uh, Sammy Hagar? Those Who do you think? T- those two things seem... How can you max and relax at the same time? You're maximizing your relaxation. Oof. <laughs> that sounds hard. UK, uh, you you got a choice between a citizenship question and a video game question. What are you going to go with? Video games Video again. games again. If you're going to do a slight the constituencies... She's still, yeah. she's still brunting from that. Let's go with video oh, games. It's smart. So I can't even max, let alone relax. <laughs> Gamers agree that games based on movies more often than not turn out really bad. Which of these movie games was so bad its entire supply was buried in a landfill? Was it <laughs> E.T. for the Atari 2600, High School Musical, Living the Dream for the Game Boy Advance, or Caddyshack, Snobs versus Slobs, for the Sega Genesis. Now, I don't think the Caddyshack one did that badly because I seem to have a memory of playing a Caddyshack game and it not being that bad. Really? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Was it like, <laughs> like, a, like a Tiger Woods golf type thing with like a gopher in? No, it was like really... Because I seem to remember... I mean, maybe I've just invented the memory, but it's a brilliant <laughs> memory. In between the rounds, they'd have like a funny sort of thing on the screen where you'd read it and it'd be like, oh, oh you're not very good at golf. Or one. High School the Musical oh, listen, for the Game oh, Boy. Because you were so right about well, no, but think about, like, you can't. It, it, it would have to involve some kind of singing, and people aren't going to sing. Like, that singing in public, isn't it? You'd be on the bus <laughs> okay, having to sing. Okay. Right? I think... Okay, I'm going to go with that, but I think it's incorrect. Can we make a guess here <laughs> in the U.S.? No. Ah. I do, ah. The last thing I want to do is introduce more people into this guessing <laughs> process. Okay, we're going to go with High School the Musical. You're absolutely incorrect. The correct answer is A. The Atari version of E.T. was such a critical and commercial disaster that all the remaining copies were buried in a New Mexico landfill. A high school musical actually did quite well. And to the dismay of dads everywhere, there is no video game. Based on Caddyshack. I knew I, that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pleased that they on. took the time to make sure it was a landfill in New Mexico, home of the controversial Area 51 and all other <laughs> that's maybe alien. <laughs> like, we got to bury him in New Mexico. Uh, that's that's where the aliens land. That's actually what Area 51 is. Just old cartridges <laughs> of E.T. <laughs> Wait, I, there's, there's a question on here that I can't even bear to not ask. Uh, we'll take it. Uh, UK, what? well, if you guys know the answer to this, then I'll give you 20 points. All right. <gasps> what is a Quango? Oh, I know what that is. It's a parliamentary. Oh, wow, okay. No, no, it's like a government. Yeah, uh, it's a parliamentary government thing, right? It's a government organization that it's sort like of. It's a government organization thing, yeah. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> popularly um, new. Firstly, it's pronounced Quango. Secondly, it's like it's a marsupial a company or, or like an organisation that runs things for the government. Uh, so, like, it would be like the National Institute of Skin Care or something like that. And they're kind of that's right, isn't it, Quango? Yeah, it's like yeah, you're pretty good. It's a non-departmental public body. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give you a point for that. Thank Why you. not? It does sound like an obnoxious Australian animated character, though, yeah. for sure. Oh, you know what, though? You, you know what, though? I'm going to give the, the Atari. <laughs> I truly thought it was a video game question. I'm not kidding. <laughs> so, Ryan, now that you've wrapped on Looper, my guess is that you'll be wanting to plan your next big career move. I'm Luckily. Ready for it. 
We have a brain trust of entertainment industry experts here to pitch you some potential new projects. Mm. They're all going to pitch to you, and the one you like best will receive 10 points for their team. So uh, the UK team has been bringing up the rear uh, basically this entire time. So I'm going to give them the chance to pitch you first. UK team, what should Ryan Johnson's next project be? We've got a lot of ideas over here. <laughs> yeah, we've mm-hmm. got a lot of ideas. Impress me, Britons. Um, so the film's called Glove, actually. <laughs> and it's about, <laughs> it's about several okay, listen types of gloves. Think about a glove. I want you to imagine me something. Imagine <laughs> that your hands are very cold. Okay, this, this is, is an old payback. Time, this is an old time show business I agent. Think she's doing an impression of Gary Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Gary Marshall is, but I'm going to assume that he's something to do with, with gloves. <laughs> you got cold hands. What? And, and you need to find love. She, she had cold hands. He was a glove maker. <laughs> but, but they'll be making. Glove. We've done that. No, I, <laughs> I suddenly feel so no, much better about my Timothy Spall. I feel like I might have nailed it, actually. They cut all the British film industry. Can we just have another try? Because we don't really get a chance to speak to people from Hollywood and we were in Timothy. Uh, uh, okay, go again. <laughs> uh, okay. okay, one okay. more try. Okay, okay. i got a pitch for you. Okay, don't blow this. All, all right. right, shoot, kid. Okay, okay we get that guy, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Right? <laughs> okay. And okay, I'm wildly out of my depth. You've got to help me, Tom. Um, it's called Mouse Hole. And, uh, <laughs> it's a bit like Equus, but with a rodent. You guys are just embarrassing yourself. Uh, I'm going to go to the US team now. US team, what is Ryan Johnson's next project? All right. Well, Ryan, you've done amazing. You've, you've covered the world of detectives with mm-hmm. Rick, you've Conman, Brothers Bloom, time travel with Looper. So what's the next, the next big thing? What's the next thing that you haven't done? You need like a franchise movie. You need a movie that's going to... You need sequels. You need your Bourne identity. You need your mm-hmm. Harry Potter. You need your Pirates of the Caribbean. But mm-hmm. it's got to retain your integrity. Right. You know? Right. I'm listening. All right. So it's like Transformers, but reversed. <laughs> a world of robots living peacefully <laughs> and then a human comes to their planet to take it over basically the hu- the robots in this movie are and they're not you know they're not big they're they're normal they're workaday robots yeah but then this human comes to destroy their society so we are the the antagonist is exactly the opposite of what we're thinking. That's what you do so well, is you take something that we're used to (laughs) in a different package. Oh, this is like, you know, this is like a, you know, like a Raymond Chandler novel, but it's in high school. This is like a Transformers movie, (laughs) but the robots are the good guys, right? right? I mean, And you have, you have your sort of protagonistic robots. There is a, there's a B story that's a love story. Mm -hmm. You've got the robot who, uh, you know, is trying to learn how to play the trumpet, for example, just as an, you know, because he feels like his life is meaningless and doesn't know how to connect with with, like with his robot world. <laughs> the originality now, let's of this. Talk, is, yeah. let, let's talk about the poster. The poster mm-hmm. will be ones and zeros only, mm-hmm. but it will spell out the word love. I'm seeing this. And <laughs> that is, you know, the way it will all kind of come together. It'll be like, so that would be the title of the movie is love. <laughs> but they got to fight story. this human. Yeah, there's human. There's human. There's, there's a lot of things going on. Yeah. Uh, love story. 
robot killing story. But this is a franchise thing. This is like this is a world. It's being opened up. That's the first. This is just the first part of it. It's like John Carter from Mars with dialogue. Ryan, uh, which of these pitches are you going to accept? Is it Reverse Transformers, <laughs> Glove Actually, or whatever the second thing that the UK <laughs> came up with? Mousehole. Mousehole. This is so. This is so close, and I'm 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 so torn. But I'm I'm sorry because. Uh, both because it was the only coherent idea that was presented and because Paul <laughs> has been tenderly stroking my thigh during the whole pitching process. I'm going to give it to the American team. Oh, ah, yeah. Okay. So, our our winner for that round, delight. the American team, with 13 points to the UK's two. Um, we just say like Taylor Soldier spy all over again. Passed over. <laughs> Can we just Passed say... Passed over. You're going to regret that when next week we go to Harvey Weinstein... <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I love your movie. <laughs> I got cold hands, make but glove too. <laughs> hey, James, glove maker meets a sock maker, but the the woman has feet for hands and hands for feet, but she won't wear the feet gloves. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to join us on International Waters. It was uh, really a joy to have you on the program. Thank you. Cheerio. Uh, Ryan Johnson's new movie, Looper, will hit theaters across the world this fall. And if for those of you not in the room with Ryan, there's a helicopter picking him up right now. He is getting in the helicopter. But it's a silent helicopter <laughs> from the future. <laughs> Let's see if the teams can even out or pull it apart with a quick fire round where all the questions are worth two points. Are these going to be all uh, Lenny Henry quotes? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who that is. (laughs) That was a little bit from my overseas friends there. That's a great (laughs) reference. (laughs) Um, You have 30 seconds to answer as many questions as you can. We'll go first to our competitors from the United Kingdom. The Oscar nominations were recently announced, so we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock, and ready, steady, go. How many songs are nominated for this year's Best Original Song? Just two. Just two. Correct. Which film received the most nominations? Hugo. Correct. Jonah Hill received his first nomination for his role in what movie? Moneyball. Correct. Michael Fassbender was not nominated for his role in Shame, despite showing his what? Such a penis. <laughs> Correct. At 83, this actor is receiving his first nomination for Best Supporting Actor. Oh. That's time. The correct answer was Christopher Plummer. That's four points, though, for the UK. Not a bad showing in the lightning round. For the first time this year, America's obsession with reality television was honored by an act of the National Legislature. The Congressional Medal of Honor, normally reserved for soldiers who act above and beyond the call of duty in battle, was awarded to the bald guy from Pawn Stars in recognition of how he always keeps that one lazy fat guy in line by sending him on stupid, embarrassing errands like riding mechanical bulls. That's not true, of course, but America is a nation of reality TV enthusiasts, and that's going to be the subject of your quickfire round, U.S., so get ready. I'm sorry in advance, Paul. All right. There's going to be a lot of silence coming from me unless I'm making up things. And go. 
This singing competition features Christina Aguilera the as voice. a judge. The Bravo's popular Real Housewives series is currently featuring awful women from what state? Atlanta. Incorrect. No. New Jersey. Yeah. Storage Wars has become an unlikely hit for what network? Uh, for uh, A&E. Correct. Oh, yeah. This Jersey Shore cast member says they consider themselves to be bisexual. Oh, the, the other one, not Snooki, the uh, Snooki's friend. Uh, damn it. Incorrect. It's Snooki. This oh. American Idol contestant can now be seen in the drama Smash. Catherine McPhee. Correct. This TLC show gets big ratings by highlighting beauty pageants and Top child abuse. Tears. Correct. That's time. <laughs> I knew a couple. Six points. Great. Six points my... there for the U.S., meaning the U.S. wins our speed round. What storage wars? It sounds incredible. <laughs> this is what they do. They go into a storage facility, open a gate, or, you know, like, they basically look at a garage, stand outside of it, and then bid on what they think is in there. And wow. then they find out if they were right or if they're not. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. I want to change our pitch and do Storage yeah. Wars the movie. <laughs> Hello? Hello. Yeah, we're here. We're here. Hi. We're here. We, oh, we my God. Thank hey goodness. Guys. I'm so glad we're back. <laughs> we, were getting, we were getting really panicky oh, yeah. here. People we, were just we crying. An, that was a proper Apollo 13 beer. moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a shame. I have to drink beer. We thought there was a, we thought there was a nuclear war in England. We held, we <laughs> held for you guys. If you're wondering, did we hold? Yes, we held. Yes, we held. If there was a nuclear war here, we would be all right because we're deep in a cellar on the only hot day in the whole of our year. So. Just, just the sort of day the Iranians would attack us. Well. <laughs> yeah, on a good day. <laughs> That's what the Iranians are waiting for, the weather. <laughs> let's attack let's a, let's attack when it's hot. They just turn on the weather channel, they're like, No, it's cold again it's today. Too cloudy. Turn around World the War missiles. It was rained off. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. You're listening to International Waters. At the end of that last round, the UK leads the USA seventeen. To 13. Mm. We come now to our Quite. super fan round where you, the listener, send in questions on a subject close to your heart. We actually got this email from International Waters fan Rob Lim. Uh, and I quote, there's a direct quotation. I want to make it clear this is a quotation from Robert Lim, International Waters fan. I think that the absolute, now let's be clear, this isn't me speaking as myself. <laughs> Um, oh, the gentleman doth protest too much. <laughs> <laughs> you should do your famous Robert Lim voice. Yes. <laughs> I think that the abs- that is exactly. If you had heard him talk, you would be like, "Holy mackerel!" Because he sounds uh, okay. I think that the absolute fairest set of questions for a quiz show contest between British and Americans would be questions about Canada. It is, after all, the country between Britain and America with a history that ties to both sides. Basically, both sides should know something about Canada, but almost certainly do not. Um, so, and that's the end of the quote. Let's be clear. So, with Rob's help, we've put... That's, the, I think that's my favorite Robert Lim quote. <laughs> it is. That's why I have it stitched on that pillow. Is that in your copy of uh, Notable Quotations of Robert Lim? That's right. Yeah. Leads it off. Bartlett's Notable Robert Lim Quotations? It's on, it's on the frontispiece. Mm-hmm. So with Rob's help, we've put together a round on Canadian culture, including some lazy generalizations that we picked up from watching South Park and Googling for like five minutes. So sorry (laughs) about that. Canadians, buzz in when you've heard all of the multiple choice options. Here's question one. 
Canada has its own versions of many popular UK and US reality shows, but which of the following four is not a real show? A. So you think you can dance, Canada? B. Come dine with me, Canada. <laughs> C. Canadian pets win prizes. Or D. Canada's got talent. Phelps. U.S. Uh, I'm going to say it's A, So You Think You Can Dance Canada? Because, of course, the title would be So You Think You Can Dance Canada, A? <laughs> <laughs> Gold. That, can I can I have a guess? Absolutely. I think it's come dine with me, Canada, because people just cannot travel that far for two, for four dinners in one week to all their different <laughs> houses that are miles apart from each other. I just think that's practically infeasible. So there's only so many recipes for moose. <laughs> I am glad that we finally have a chance for our teams to unite in something, which is <laughs> the mockery of their common enemy, that's right. Canada. That joke could also apply to Australia. <laughs> True. <laughs> the answer is actually C, Canadian Pets Win Prizes. Uh, Pets Win Prizes was a very real, very short-lived, very unloved show in the U.K., and only in the U.K., because why would anyone copy a show called Pets Win Prizes? <laughs> you, I, the, all I can think now is I want to see that show. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see those pets choose the prize they get. Yes, exactly. You know? It's up to the pets. Yeah. <laughs> all the prizes are modeled by sexy pets. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, you chose the, the bowl of kibble when you could have had a pet car. They <laughs> always pick the motorhome slash caravan. <laughs> But what they don't know is that they're incredibly fuel inefficient, and it makes your vacations very expensive. Mm. <laughs> Here's question two. Which of these is the best-selling Canadian music artist according to... Canada. Wikipedia. <laughs> we just looked it up on Wikipedia. That was the best we could do. Sure. It's going to be Wayne Gretzky, I think. Hockey great, Wayne Gretzky. No, A. Celine Gretzky Dion. Unplugged. B. Alanis Morissette. C. Nickelback. Or D. William Shatner. Phelps. Wow, U.S. Well, I know who I want it to please be. Don't, please don't say Bono. <laughs> it's Bono. No, I want it to. I want it to be Celine Dion because you, I love her. You are absolutely really? correct. It is Celine Dion. The beautiful angel of Las Vegas. Oh, my goodness. I've been to a concert with my entire family, including wow. my father. I got a newsboy cap that had a heart on it, and it said in the, in the heart it said, Celine. <laughs> I still have this cap. Wow. <laughs> I love her. Wow. If what only would... she wasn't such a massive fan of Pol Pot. Then, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the here. one. Down. But you have to round up to somebody's entire life. You she, know? I mean, actually, you... during the concert, she wore a newsboy cap that had That's a heart, heart that Pol said Pol Pot. <laughs> Which seems excessive even t for a Pol Pot fan. 
But it was such a lavish set piece. Once she had it made, she couldn't just wear it the once. Well, you understand. Get your money's worth out of these newsboy caps. Famous dictators on them. If you hire, if you go through the effort to hire and train a Pol Pot impersonator, you're going to want to build something around them for your act. Yeah, oftentimes when you've seen her tour footage, it's her standing on the edge of a balcony, you know, like doing the Titanic thing. But what you don't realize is that there's a there's a Pol Pot that's lowered into most arenas from the ceiling. But that's often cut because the thing is, a few deaths. The thing is, they knew that their big finale was the Titanic thing, but they needed an encore, and they figured if they brought in Pol Pot, had him burn down a few villages on stage, mm-hmm. it could be nothing but success. Yeah. To, the, to the tune Bra- of MacArthur Park. <laughs> yeah. uh, Brian Adams uh, did a duet with Idi Amin as well. I just saw you Canadian singers. So. Did you um, meet Celine, Cameron? I've not met her. Do you have a way that that could happen? Because I am storing. I was just wondering if you were in your car yeah. saying, "My fart will go on with nerves." It's <laughs> a terrible fart joke. No, but if I did meet her, I would definitely be wearing my newsboy cap that said her name on it. That's how you win a friend. Well, I've got a question for you, Cameron, and for the rest of our panelists. For a bonus point. Ooh. What country did Celine Dion represent in the Eurovision <gasps> Song Contest in 1988? Uh-huh. I wow. know, it's gold. Vatican City. I believe gold. it is, um, oh, is, was it France? I think it was France or Switzerland. <laughs> it was Switzerland. I'm going to give you a wow. point for that. What? That is well, some deep God. Eurovision knowledge. This is, now this is mm-hmm. unfair. How did you know that? What about I, uh, I North America Vision? <laughs> <laughs> She she was in the 1988 Eurovision Song Contest representing Switzerland with the song Don't Go Without Me. Ne partez pas sans moi. Wow, I really wish you'd asked um how many like what is her most often used brand of jingle bell? And I don't know it, but I just wish that I that you had looked that up so that I could know that. Because right. that's in 90% of her songs, slash to 100. <laughs> it's right. a background jingle bell, and I've always wondered, what is that bell? You know, because I want to recreate that in the show. Probably Zildjian. Probably mm. Zildjian. Yeah, most likely a Zildjian. Yeah, they make the best. Yeah, it's a fine product. Here's question number three. In Canada, what is a loony and a toonie? Phelps. Well, hold on. I have to oh, read. I'm sorry. You're disqualified, Paula <laughs> Tompkins. Oh, my gosh. You will rue the day. <laughs> a. I got this one. I got it. A. Beloved cartoon characters. B. Slang for wee-wees and poo-poos. C. Slang for a $1 and $2 coin. Or D. Slang for a country dweller and a city dweller. Loonies and toonies. Gold. Uh I heard the UK first. Oh, I'm going to go uh I'm going to go with uh, C. Absolutely correct. It is well, slang for a $1 and $2 coin, which I recently learned on my podcast Jordan Jesse Go, they throw at strippers. Really? <laughs> oh, it's a great job. Eh? It's a great job being a stripper in Canada. <laughs> yeah, but their coins are made of uh, made of marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of reminds me. There's one of my favourite things that I learnt uh, from being interested in Scandinavian dramas was uh, <laughs> the informal terms for uh, a vagina and a penis, which is snip and snupper. <laughs> <laughs> Just enjoy that one, guys. What kind of Scandinavian dramas were you watching? How dramatic (laughs) exactly were they? They're just very liberal up there. (laughs) Well, the reason they're called loonies and toonies, these coins, is because 
the smaller coins that are worth, uh, I think, one Canadian drachma. Um, <laughs> they have uh, escaped lunatics on, as the picture. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, the larger coins that are worth ten Canadian drachmas um, have... Uh, just chunks of tuna fish. Just they are and that's in. why you would throw it at a stripper. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, right. that's a person hungry. that needs to be shamed. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take her down a peg, right? right yeah. exactly. You think you're so great, stripper. <laughs> hey, it might not just be women. I'm sure they've got men strippers in Canada. <laughs> yes, I'm, I mean, across the board, it's a, it's, a, it's a human occupation that needs some ridicule. But my- the men strippers only take uh, only take credit cards, I think. <laughs> yes, it's all in the movie. Between Magic the cheeks. <laughs> that is a that is a straight up Canadian joke, my friends. You're welcome, Canada. Okay, which of these celebrities is not a Canadian? A. Wolverine from the X Men. <laughs> B. William Shatner. We are we are suspending the difference between reality and fiction for purposes of this. Oh, question. I'm glad you said something. Yeah. A. Wolverine from the X Men. B. <laughs> William Shatner. C. Pamela Anderson. Or D. Harry from One Direction. Phelps. U.S. I'm going to say it's Harry from One Direction. You are absolutely correct. Harry from One Direction is from Cheshire, England. William Shatner, Pamela Anderson, and the character Wolverine are Canadian, which explains Wolverine's adamantium claws, which are available to anyone in a country with a free health care system. A lot of Americans don't know this. I wish Barack Obama would bring this up more often, um, but uh, that is correct, right? Uh, uh, Nadja, uh, uh, Andy, uh, uh, free adamantium claws, NHS? Yeah, absolutely. Correct? You can yeah. get anything on the NHS. Anything you like. Yep. Mm. If you're I a have laser boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, the, an- the adamantium is imported. Yes. Uh, from Japan, from Japan, where they make the, the right. best. That's yeah. right. That's where the rock star adamant came from. Mm. NHS adamantium. <laughs> yeah. He ate That's too much, cor- overdosed on it. They, they That's correct, Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> you're absolutely Benito correct. Benito Mussolini was Canadian. Did you know that? <laughs> Benito Mussolini was born in Ottawa. <laughs> you're absolutely correct, Cameron. <laughs> Uh, Japan Italian, makes the it? highest oh, circuitry <laughs> adamantium. That's right, yeah. yeah. You don't want to break the circuits in your adamantium. Okay, so according to the Fun Facts About Canada page on the Canadian Geographic website, Canada is the world's biggest consumer of what food? Is it A, Kit Kat bars, B, macaroni cheese, a.k.a. macaroni and cheese, <laughs> Sorry, is C, this per capita or in total? Well, I'm just trying to calculate. I believe that this is... <laughs> Let's have some precision in this, Jesse. You need sure. something to type into Wolfram Alpha. <laughs> I believe this is overall. Right. Um, A, Kit Kat bars. <laughs> B, macaroni cheese or macaroni and cheese. C, beaver. Or D, <laughs> maple syrup. Gold. Gold. Oh, I heard the U.S. first. I'm going to say it's uh, maple. It's D maple syrup. I'm going to say they are the biggest consumer of maple syrup. That gold, is gold, incorrect. Gold. Oh. That is incorrect. Um, I was uh, going to you... say beaver covered in maple syrup, which is <laughs> a delicious weekend activity. In the United States. <laughs> Let me ask you a quick question, Cameron. When you eat the beaver, yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, I mean, come on. <laughs> this really should go to Paul. <laughs> 
ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Paul, I've undisqualified you. Oh, thank you. For reasons of classiness. Uh, I'm going to say it's macaroni cheese. Um, you are absolutely correct. Uh, the U.S. is actually the world's biggest consumer of maple syrup. We've oh, done it. Mm-hmm. Well, who eats the most beavers then? <laughs> I cannot believe any nation in the world eats more beavers than Canada. <laughs> I mean, do you remember the opening ceremony to the Calgary Winter Olympics in 1988? They had 10,000 children, 10,000 beavers at the start of it, and at the end they just had 10,000 fat children. Right. <laughs> well, it was a slow ceremony. It was slow. And a slowly, and they executed Jesus at that the, the Calgary Games opening ceremony. Which they should have done. Which of the following is a real Canadian professional hockey team? A, the Ottawa Senators. B, the Winnipeg Winning Pigs. C, sorry about that. I don't write them, I just read them. C, the Toronto Lumberjacks. Or D, the Calgary Cougars. Gold! Andy Zaltzman. Uh, D. The was Cal- that a Calgary <laughs> Cougars? No? I think it's the winning pigs. Because, I mean, I know that pigs do a lot of the work in Canada. But I just don't think they photograph well for the posters. <laughs> the correct answer is A, the yeah. Ottawa Senators. What kind of a oh, name man. for a sports franchise is that? That is absolutely pathetic. Canada yeah, should be ashamed be of itself. It is slightly more imaginative than the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> <laughs> we the Montreal really, murderers, surely. <laughs> I really wish it had been the winning pigs, because think of all the, the webbed uh, pennants that would go out that said, some pigs. That would, I mean, I'm just trying to say, <laughs> That's right. there'd be a whole tie-in opportunity <laughs> the there. Absolutely. Yeah. Andy, I don't think that the UK has the right to protest against other nations' sports team names, given that roughly half of the football or soccer teams in the UK are named place where they play FC, and FC just stands for football club. It is purely an identification of what this group of people does. You have to understand that British football fans are a simple species, and they can (laughs) easily confused. And when they get confused, they get violent. That's what happened in the 1970s. They basically need their club to be a direction. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Just one direction? Yes. Well, well... (laughs) Thank, if, thank you. Was that she said wow like two times? I said well. Oh, wow, I heard wow. Because I it's because you're an you American impressed. and you're an optimist. That's right. That's, That's an right. example of American exceptionalism. <laughs> okay, most of the time when we sing a song, we don't think much about the words, but I've begun looking at these words and thinking about them. I think that is. You get me. It's about the song "Against All Odds" by Phil Collins, <laughs> and it is from the Twilight films. Is it from the Twilight films? Let's do it, Twilight. That one's Mitt, guys. Oh, Sorry, oh. Romney, but I sort of did it in a French way. What song was he talking about? I don't know it's what song like he was talking about anthem there. Or America the Beautiful or something like <laughs> that. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. <laughs> okay, uh, this one is just really tremendous, U.S. Um, there is frankly no joke that I don't think is funny. I love practical jokes, but I don't like being scared. Romney? 
You're absolutely correct. Yeah. That's Mitt Romney. That's an amazing quote. Uh, let me read. If you think that that excerpt was amazing, let me read the entire thing to, to you. I love practical jokes and humor. There's frankly no joke that I don't think is funny. I love practical jokes, but I don't like being scared. My sons will tell you that when they have jumped out of the tree, when I'm coming home from work in the middle of the night and said boo to me, <laughs> that there is swift and severe retribution. Oh. That raises about a dozen questions about his character. Yeah. He's not here to answer them, so we can't ask them. Nope. Now we move into more specialized international depths with Citizen or Superfan. Our contestants can choose to answer questions from their nation's grade school history curriculum or, if they're feeling brave, from a specific crevice of pop culture. The pop culture questions are more difficult, but they are also awarded double points. Today's superfan questions come from listener Steve Bernard Jr. and are on the world of professional wrestling, both British and American. I'm afraid there is no such thing as professional wrestling in Britain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think the would disagree. U.S., since you're losing, you'll get first choice. What'll it be? Basic... Domestic history or professional wrestling? I don't think we're losing. I just think we're not winning. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I know not a thing about anything about <laughs> nice wrestling taste. other than... Um, I'm sorry, what were the choices? You, the Paul choices Pogan. are you basic U.S. history, mm. for which you will get one point, or mm. professional wrestling, for which you will get two points. Oh, my God. I'm really not sure which of those two I know more about. I will say basic U.S. history. Mm-hmm, I'm with you. Fair enough. Here we go. What is the Congress? A, the Senate and the House of Representatives. B, the Senate and the Electoral College. C, the Senate, the House, and the Vice President. Oh, see? It is harder than it looks. The Senate, the House, and the Vice President. (laughs) Oh, isn't the Vice President Speaker of the House? No, not at all. He's a tiebreaker there in the Senate. He hangs out with those guys. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't you seen the West Wing? Um... He loves those ethanol <laughs> tax credit breaks. I'm going to say A, and that the vice president is part of the executive branch. Yes, you're absolutely oh. correct. That's one point for the United States of America. Okay, for how long do we elect each senator? Four years, six years, or two years? Is this for us? Yes. Oh, God, I wasn't even listening. I just got <laughs> freaked out that I just asked if uh, the vice president was a speaker of the House. <laughs> You know, like, like Vice President Newt Gingrich. <laughs> I know it's John Boehner. Anyway, okay. Six years for senators. That's absolutely correct. Six years. That's another point for the U.S. So confident that I didn't even need to hear the answer, the question, because Andy knew the answer. What are the duties of the Supreme Court? To write bills, to interpret laws, or to keep President Clinton away from the buffet? What? Uh, now would be a good time to mention that these citizenship questions are from the 1994 edition of the citizenship test. even mildly overweight for and also 10 the, years. The 1994 edition of the test was written by the writers of our city, O'Hall. <laughs> You're in the dog pound. Um, right? Yeah, B, interpret the laws. Yeah. yeah, you are absolutely This is, this is delightfully correct. basic. You're not you kidding when you say doing, basic. You guys are really giving a solid performance. UK, over to you. Do you want a basic citizenship question or do you want a professional wrestling question? 
What do you think, Marge? Well, considering you got the one wrestling reference wrong. What do you mean, you said, Daddy Haystacks is a wrestling? It's yeah. Giant Haystacks Shit. or Big Daddy. So I think we're going Margaret's with Margaret's a bit of a wrestling specialist. No, that's <laughs> a wrestling. <laughs> sounds no, like, sounds like you guys are going wrestling. Show, <laughs> Shohei Giant <laughs> Baba is the co-founder of which Japanese wrestling promotion? Wrestly Wrestly Fun Time, oh. All Japan Pro Wrestling, or Pro Wrestling Noah? Mm. Remember, we're talking here about Shohei Giant Baba. <laughs> yeah, I remembered that. I... Um, Actually, I go. saw Shohei Giant Baba in his what? first. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't really. Uh, <laughs> we're not on speaking terms. Um, uh, yeah, let's go wrestling fun time. We can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, not way yet. Ahead. Not yet in the show. We can't, Margaret. What a mug. Uh, yeah, wrestling, wrestling fun time. Yeah, wrestling, wrestling fun time. Giant Baba founded All nah. Japan Pro Wrestling with the sons of the legendary Japanese wrestler. Ricky Do Ricky Dozan. Ricky Dozan. Legend that you for surely you've heard the legend of Ricky Japanese wrestler Ricky Dozan. I only know Ricky No Doz. <laughs> UK, your turn. Um you've got professional wrestling or basic history. Should we go for an easy basic history? Yes. Basic history, please. If you don't get this, this is shameful. Okay, what was the name of the agreement that created the Irish Free State? Was it A, the Government Ireland Act, B, the Dominion Treaty, or C, the Anglo-Irish Treaty? Well, of course, oh. this is as equally well known to the citizens of the United Kingdom as what the fucking Senate is <laughs> in the States. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, it was... What were the options again? The Government <laughs> Ireland the Act, the, the Dominion Treaty, or the Anglo-Irish Treaty? I think, I think the Anglo-Irish Irish Treaty. Treaty. That sounds... We go for straightforward yeah. and boring with our, our you're, treaties. <laughs> you're absolutely win. correct. It's the Anglo-Irish Treaty. I got a history question you right did, there, Humphrey. Margaret. You didn't know it. You've got uh, a degree in it. <laughs> US, you guys are doing pretty good with these history questions. We'd be fools to pick any other category. <laughs> well, let's go back to it. Okay, uh, UK, you've got a few more basic history questions, or we've got these pro wrestling questions that are worth two points. <laughs> I quite fancy a pro wrestler. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Shirley Crabtree is the real name of which famous yes! British we pro wrestler? Is it's it Big a Daddy! Giant Hack Haystacks? <laughs> B, Big Daddy, or What's C, Mick McManus. <laughs> <laughs> it's Big Daddy. That's He's absolutely sort of correct. Wow. He's really Crab our Nicki Minaj. Crabtree took his name from the character Big Daddy Pollitt fr from Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, as portrayed on the big screen by Burl I've. That's how we do our wrestlers' <laughs> names, too. Always from classic Tennessee Williams movies. Yeah. <laughs> Blanche Dubois, of course, is the, uh, the Bushwhacker Brothers, I believe. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite professional wrestler in the United States is Knight of the Iguana. <laughs> it's spelled with but a K, K, though. Knight it spells K. it with a K. 
Claire McKay, he rides in on an iguana. <laughs> it takes a long time for him to get to the ring. Back, back to the distinctly, uh, the distinctly unambitious United States team. What do you think? Herstory. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that's our last that's the Michael last. Jackson's his story please that's the last <laughs> <laughs> that's the last history question we're obliged to use from the US right Colin Okay, back to you, UK. Uh, one point for history questions, two points for wrestling questions, which you're doing pretty well at so far. <laughs> yep. Mm. What do you think? Well, I think we... Should we go conservative again? Yeah, That's yeah. Like. Let's swing between conservative and liberal. Okay, here we go. After the death of her uncle, William IV, this queen came to power. Was it A, Victoria, B, Margaret, or C, Elizabeth? Well, we haven't really had a queen, Margaret. <laughs> so I'm going to rule that one out. Um, that's a joke that I presume is funny to people who know about queens. <laughs> Queen Margaret. Very cool. What could be funnier? <laughs> Preposterous. Very steep. Yeah, I think we did have a Queen Margaret ages ago. Did we? Yeah, since King Stephen. King Stephen and Margaret, the most middle class <laughs> royals in the history of Britain. It's Queen Victoria. He was a roof repairman, she a dental hygienist. <laughs> but together, they united a country. You're absolutely correct. It's Queen Victoria. Good work on that queen knowledge. God bless her. <laughs> There's only been two. Uh, United States, I'm going to tell you the truth. If you go with another one of these stupid history questions, I'm going to be embarrassed. <laughs> I'm, I'm forcing you. I'm forcing you. To go with a professional wrestling question. Sure, because how could it get any worse yeah. for us? <laughs> the, uh, the original WWE, then the WWF championship, and the WWE, then WWF intercontinental championship. So far, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> were, I'm pretty sure I'm talking about the World Wildlife Federation. <laughs> were both awarded following fictional tournaments supposedly held in which city? A, Rio de Janeiro... B, hey on why, or C, King's Landing. Uh, I, I, here's why I'm going to sound upset. I'm going to say A. Yeah. But I'm not going to. But I'm. Can I talk out why? Please. I don't think wrestlers would know the other two cities. Right. And Rio de Janeiro, I think it's a fancy place that um, dumb white people think is exotic. Yes. And that's and that's the only city they think that about. And that's so you're suggesting that the answer might be Hey on Why? No, no, no. Oh no, Rio de Rio Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro. Okay, you yeah. s- you're saying Rio de Janeiro. Yes, that's you're absolutely correct oh, for two points. Wonderful. If it's anything, I know dumb people. The, okay. The <laughs> WWF Championship was awarded to Buddy Rogers after he was said to have defeated Antonio Argentina Roca in a fictional tournament final in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. So some of this is not real. Likewise, <laughs> Pat <What>? Patterson <laughs> unified the WWF's North American Championship with a fictional South American championship in a tournament final also claimed to have taken place in Rio de Janeiro. King's Landing is the home of Aegon and his castle, the Red Keep, in Game of Thrones. Thank God. To be fair, actually, Aegon is dead by the start of Game of Thrones, but one uh, of the Song of Ice and Fire. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh. oh, no. More furious internet fans will be all over me after this. 
I'm just going for factual accuracy here, guys. Of course, oh, okay. Robert Baratheon is on the throne at the start of Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, <laughs> the US has slightly narrowed the lead with their conservative play. However, the UK still has a lead at the end of that round. I just got the email from Colin about a picture of what these guys look like in the dark. I'm waiting for it to load. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. That's fun. I can see you. Can you see me? It's coming. It's coming. Oh, it's there. Oh, I'm there. Are you there? I'm there. Wait for us. Wait for us. No, I can't. I gotta go now. Very tough. Oh, there I go. There I am. There I am. Springtime for Hitler and Germany. Michael, Michael, do you want to cuddle? Oh, please. Do you want a cuddle punch? Yeah. Come on, Janet's phone. Give if you me a did break. me, in, if you did me in the kidneys, it gets rid of any of the residue. I'm so bored. <laughs> the show is so boring. You should have told me, and we could have connected you to our wireless spy. I should have. I would have taken that wireless spy. We've been so busy with the phone machine. Uh, oh, oh, two point five. Uh, 2.6 Can you hear me? Oh, there they are Look at those little guys Look at their look at the, Oh, someone used a flash so They have devil eyes That's great. They're also foreigners <laughs> Michael, you have a lot of rings on And me? Yeah it's, Yeah, it's just so we'll know when to stop I see the bananas, clear as day. Those are the most yellow bananas I've ever seen. They don't even look real. Wow. Are you sure it's like we're taunting bananas? you with them. Those are gorgeous bananas. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been uh, flirted with with less opportunity of actual physical consummation <laughs> in my life. That's why it's the me? best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well be. Two feet and a whole ocean of gender. You want, AJ, you want to t- test from AJ? Us. Okay, hold on, gang. We, we, break, AJ, we like to make promises that our bodies will not keep. Okay, now that we've got the first round <laughs> under our belts, let's take a second to meet the teams. Here in the United States, we have Paul F. Tompkins and Cameron Esposito. You are both stand-up comedians, both living in Los Angeles, but Cameron, you just recently moved to Los Angeles. I did. And as we were standing outside the studio, I think we figured out that the two of you have a special connection. <laughs> we do. Yeah, we've never, Paul and I have never met before. That is true. Um, but I, his mustache precedes him, and <laughs> I've heard literally, always, physically, <laughs> always and everywhere. He waxes it forward. That's right. And um, and so I've heard of his his great works. Also, I think that I was saying to how do you bring this up? But this is actually what I said. I said <laughs> I believe you are internet acquaintances with my girlfriend, <laughs> that is exactly which is right. yeah. I I don't know. I, Does that mean they've been cybering? That's gonna be. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do like the idea of cybering. That's a that's kind of a that's kind of fallen by the wayside next to sexting. Let's bring that back. We were forbidden to do it yeah. by the uh, the producers of the internet. Right. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Cameron's girlfriend Ria and I met when I was uh, taking a cross country train trip to do a uh, a gig in Philadelphia. And at each stop, I would on Twitter <laughs> let people know, "Hey, I'm going to be at the uh, at the train station in Chicago." 
stop by and say hi. I'll be under the statue of whatever. And so Rhea, your girlfriend, was one of the people that showed up. What? And we met then and uh, and then started communicating on, on Twitter. When you say communicating on Twitter, that's cybering? <laughs> yeah, we were cybering each other. Like nobody's business. <laughs> she does have a... That's a, I didn't know that that's how you. I know that's that, how we met. That's so. God, I have an even cooler girlfriend than I thought. She showed up at a train station. She was, to meet you? She was one of ten people wow. who showed up at the train station in Chicago. Was she wow. wearing a GI's uniform from 1945? <laughs> and right? she dipped and kissed you. That's right. And I was dressed like a nurse. Yeah. I've seen the photo. Yeah, that was us. I that was us, yeah. Yeah, she has that framed above our bed. Always looks at it. Always when you're talking about it. Kristen Stewart. Yeah, when we're talking about Kristen Stewart, she she does she crosses herself and then and then looks at the photo. Um, yeah, so that's that's an amazing story. I, I, honey, you are really. That's not how I met her at all. That's not how I met her. Wait, how, how you did met you at meet her? Bus station. <laughs> we, I was traveling. She, she was drunk and watching a choreographed television. I was walking and I yelled into the sky, "Anybody that?" Because it was kind of a more low tech version of the same. No, um, <laughs> we met doing jokes. We met doing oh. jokes, which is not how anything ever works out. I think. I mean, I, never. I I don't know. I. This is my first. Uh, she's very funny. She's very funny and does jokes, and that that shouldn't work. Uh, but you know, she agrees that I'm funnier, so then there's no problem. <laughs> there we go, Andy. Uh, I mentioned earlier on in the program, Andy Zaltzman representing the UK, Hello. that you were missing uh, cricket yes. in order to come to this taping. I know you are a really passionate cricket fan. Um, would it be possible for you to succinctly explain cricket to American audiences <laughs> that really have no idea what's going on? It would so not be easy. possible because they do, not, they do not deserve to have cricket <laughs> succinctly explained to them. You're absolutely they, right, Andy. Yeah, they have their chance with oh, cricket. Oh, wow. And they fucked up rugby. They, yeah, they, they <laughs> fucked up rugby. They fucked up cricket, frankly. You, know, you had your chance in America. It was quite popular, particularly in Philadelphia in the late 19th century. And you chose baseball, and you cannot come crawling back now. You've realised that cricket is a far superior sport. <laughs> we will not have it. We will not have it in this country. But basically, it's people throwing have balls. Have you ever? And have bats. you? And you have a have tea you? break. Yeah. <laughs> and tea. tea you and have cake. a tea break that yeah. involves sandwiches, and that is essential. Yeah. It's like baseball, yes. but with cakes instead I don't of want hot you dogs. To be all... <laughs> you don't have to be so upset about it. Like I played <laughs> rugby in college, so we didn't we didn't drop the ball on that one. <laughs> we just made it super gay. <laughs> you made it into so the, the, all the padding and the helmets and stuff, really distracting away from the men ripping each other's shirts off thing. Well, that's really the fu- the foundation oh, of rugby. Girl, I it's the foundation of rugby. Yeah. Big men yeah. in small shorts. It's the foundation. Or, of <laughs> Britain was or built under the Roman Empire, which is big men in small shorts. Um, Nadia Kamal, you spent most of uh, the month of August writing and reporting on the Olympics for BBC comedy shows. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything funny about the Olympics uh, this time around? Oh, there was loads of funny things about the Olympics, um, but I I couldn't see any of them because I was crying most of the time. I think I cried every single day. <laughs> It's just every time they show this clip of Gemma Gibbons, who won a silver medal in the judo, mouthing, I love you, mum, to the skies, I just burst into tears. It's like, I can't write jokes. It's too moving. (laughs) This is just humanity at its best. 
But there were some amazing things, like um, there was a German diver who slipped on the board and fell on his back, and his name was Stephen Feck. <laughs> he's got he's got changed to get the bus home with that name. That's yeah, a, that's a I mean that's name. nominative determinism <laughs> at, at its at its height. Also, like yay, she won. Her yeah. name was Yay, she won. She was always going to win. Her parents named her that so that she would be sent to the swimming school to break royal records at a suspiciously young age. Yeah, it's very sad about the American girl bronze medal who came third. That was just bad, bad parenting. Oh, yeah, bad, bad parenting. parenting. They chose the wrong name for that girl. Don't even remember her name. <laughs> so, Andy and Nadja, um, how are you guys feeling about your performance thus far and your chances uh, later on in this quiz show? Quietly confident in yep. classic British style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, are, but we, we tend not to win things quickly in Britain. So we don't That's why we have cricket. Yeah. We right. can win something over five days <laughs> yeah. or draw after five days. That's the, that's the kind of sport I like. <laughs> no result after five days. We're going to... We're going to create a 2020 version of International Waters. That's cricket humor that I think I got right. Yeah, pretty strong. Yeah, strong work, yeah, Jesse. Strong yeah. work. It was humor. Yes. It wasn't necessarily funny. You're more playing to an Indian audience, though, than a British audience. Yes. <laughs> U.S. team, it seems like you've got some pretty formidable opponents here. Um, how are you feeling about how you've done so far and your chances going forward? I feel confidently quiet about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you flipped it on its head. How are you feeling okay? That's very out of character. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I like our chances. I think, uh, I think we're, we're showing some, uh, some, some unity here. Uh, as I mean, look, we united a bunch of states, and I think we can unite <laughs> two people in a hot uh, recording pod. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I mean, Paul's wearing a button-down shirt and a jacket and a tie. You don't wear that to a hot recording pod if you're not willing to win. I came inappropriately <laughs> dressed to play. That's exactly right. <laughs> it's like Abraham Lincoln well, all Cameron, over again. Paul, Andy, Nadja. <laughs> oh, he went inappropriately dressed to well, a play, Andy didn't he? That was without... without <laughs> That's right. Little no, historical gameplay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andy, Paul, Nadja, Cam- uh, Nadja, Cameron... Did I get everybody? Andy, yeah, Paul, right. Nadja, <laughs> Cameron, yes. It sounds like a nursery Thank you for joining us on the show. Mixing ethnicities. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> That's a really pretty... Nice job, rounding that out. <laughs> okay, UK, you ready to do this thing? Um, oh, sorry. Is it time to go again? Oh, hello. Okay, hello. great. Hi. Hi. How's it going? We're having a lovely time, thank you. We've got Tom Weston-Jones here from uh, the BBC America series Copper. Hello there. Hello. Hello. Hello, how are you? So I believe good. he's trying to do an English accent. No, hang on, that's a different round. Oh, no, I've got such a crap English accent and I'm actually from there. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm, I'm Welsh, actually, so I'm a f- complete fraud. Well, then, hello. <laughs> are we I love being able to see you because our camera's just showing us the floor. Oh, you want to oh, see him, too. This is a handsome man. It was man. so cool because when we could camera? just see the floor I and mean, there was silence, we just imagined suddenly just a, a drop of blood <laughs> and nothing else going <laughs> right. in that Or just yeah. a hand. There's Tom. The see Tom? Hello. Whoa, oh, yeah. Tom. Right? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm leaving oh, no. this room. It's got quite disgusting in here. <laughs> <laughs> is it panties to the ceiling time? Yes. Yeah. to the ceiling. <laughs> 
<laughs> matter and antimatter everywhere. <laughs> okay, are we are we rolling, Lindsay? Okay, who's ready to rock and roll? All of us. Woo! Yeah. Cop rock, a combination police procedural and Broadway musical. The cops, lawyers, judges, juries, and suspects all sang and danced their way through the show's 11 episodes. Is it real or is it fake? Cop rock. I can say for sure it's real. I think it was, was it Steve Bocco, who, the uh, Hill Street mm-hmm. Blues guy? who uh, Absolutely correct. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Steve, created by Stephen Bochco, the creator of Hill Street Blues and NYPD Blue. Yeah. Now that wasn't I, fair. I, I, they had a full season... Kind yeah, of. it did. Everybody remembers Cop Rock. Yeah. It's like Roller Girls or one of those shows. It's just infamous. Mm. I also know it's true because I was on another panel show that used it as a question about whether or not it was <laughs> oh, see, that's cheating, everybody, isn't it? That's yeah, no there fair. are no panel shows in the United States. No fair. <laughs> this is the panel show. Yeah. Our next, our next show is for the USA team. Fish Out of Water. Nigel Fish is a former gold medalist swimmer, <laughs> disgraced after a drug scandal. Now a freelance lifeguard, he becomes involved in investigating a series of mysterious drownings in inner-city Manchester swimming baths while trying to clear his name. If it's not a show, Michael Phelps will do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Also, what about that handsome guy that everyone thinks is Locht- so handsome? Locht- Ryan Lochte. Lochte. First of all, he Locht-ty. and Brett Favre need to go to a support group for men whose last names are spelled wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and just you. admit it. Thank you. Men men with powerful chests. Whose last men men who have spelled. silent E's at the end of their name that they insist on pronouncing. Right. <laughs> and just consonant misplacement. I don't know. Dyslexic I'm having issues. surnames. It's true. Real or fake? I'm going to say no. Okay, I'm going with my partner. You're absolutely correct. Woo! That is a fake show. Well done. Although the idea of a swimming pool-based crime show does fit in well with my upbringing in San Francisco's Mission District. That makes yeah. no sense. Many, but I'll with this. many, many, many murders at my oh, local school. Oh, now I get it. So Did many murders. that they had done? Yes. Did they just frame other people by pretending that they'd been running too fast beside the pool? And they <laughs> or, or that they'd eaten a sandwich and jumped exactly, right in. Exactly, exactly. And the cramps took them directly to the bottom. Yeah, I think my I think my version of this uh, of this show would probably be not as fun because every detective would just end up discovering that the dead guy was a Sereno and the alive guy was a Norteño, yeah. or vice versa. Local gangs, Tom. Ah. Yeah. Well, Tom Weston Jones, thank you so much for joining us on the show, Woo-hoo! and good luck with Copper thank on BBC you. America. Thank you for getting me in. It's been fun. Yay, Tom. Yeah. Smattering. I wish you could all smell us in here. It's just great. Oh, <laughs> oh, just great. Can't wait to get out. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back in just a second on International Waters. Let's take a second to get to know our panelists, shall we? Jordan, great to have you on the program. Great to be here. Um, what have you been up to lately? I actually, I th- if I do, I remember correctly that you very recently finished shooting that web show that you were working on uh, in the parking lot. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> we did the martini shot out there, and then I ran in here. Did you have a good time? Uh, I did have a great time, and it was actually kind of a noteworthy. Uh, uh, it was a noteworthy shoot for me because it was the first shoot I was ever a part of that had pyrotechnics. Wait, well, how did the pyrotechnics come in? If I remember correctly, and I hope I'm not speaking out of school, this is a show about some guys that work at a video game store. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I mean, not to, not to, spoiler alert, the final episode is kind of a flash forward into the future where, uh, where robots have taken over. Sure, and why wouldn't it be? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so there's kind of this big, this big battle scene, and, and they rigged the game store that we were shooting in with 
uh, with little explosive charges. And then at certain points in the script, these things would go off and shoot sparks everywhere. And, um, you know, the, the, and this pyrotechnics guy they had come in, you know, he was a specialist. And that was the only thing he was there for was that one day where the explosions were happening. And he's this kind of like, you know, 60-year-old, overly tan, earring, just kind of like burnout, you know? A guy who you would think would do pyrotechnics. A literal burnout. Yes, right, right. <laughs> he has lit himself on fire. And, and also has a lot fire. of acid flashbacks. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes. And so, uh, you know, and he's hooking things up and, and definitely the other actors in this, I mean, everybody, this was their first time with pyrotechnics. So we were all a little bit nervous and kind of like nervously joking about, oh, I hope, hope, hope one of these things doesn't go off in my face. (laughs) And we're, you know, just, you know, hilarious jokes like that. Sure. (laughs) That's the kind of gold you can expect from Jordan tonight. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and the guy over overheard us making these jokes, and he comes over, and he's just like, eh, you know, hey, it's all good. If, if one of these things go off, you just, you know, you stop, and you roll, and you, I don't know the rest of it. <laughs> Shouldn't this be at, on the top of your head at all times, pyrotechnic guy? That seems to be the first thing you learn in pyrotechnics school, right? Do you school, think right? he was coming up with uh, like other third steps? Like, stop, roll, check for hanging chads. <laughs> stop, roll, grab a beer. Sure. Uh, yeah, stop, roll, pick up some tampons for the wife. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jordan Morris, ladies and gentlemen. Representing Northern California, stand-up comedian Natasha Muse. How are you, Natasha? I feel really good. Thank, I, thank you. It is great to have you on the program. It's great to be had on the program. I was... <laughs> I, uh, I was For the happy whole to hear. listener, uh, Jesse and Natasha both shrugged at the same time. <laughs> as yeah. if they were resigned to having sex. <laughs> We're shrugging it out. Yeah, shrugging it out. Um, Natasha, I was really happy to hear, I'm a recent father myself, that your wife recently gave birth. She did give, yeah, thank you. Uh, She gave birth to a baby. Uh, (laughs) Well, that's what you're looking for. I mean, because people keep asking, like, what are you hoping for, you know? And we were really hoping for a baby, so (laughs) it's pretty great. uh, She's a, a girl. For now. And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and I, I was there for the, for the birth. It was absolutely the most disgusting miracle I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. It was like watching Yoda skinny dipping. And, uh, you know, he, and like you're watching behind the tree and, and he's starting to drown and then he's struggling in the, in the swamps there. And the last minute he manages to free himself from the swamps of Dagobah by using the force. <laughs> And that's what the miracle of life is like. It's, it's, that, it's that beautiful, uh, horrible thing in your life. Mm-hmm. Again, who would have thought those Star Wars jokes would have played? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha Muse, ladies and gentlemen. Teaming up with Jordan on the Southern California team, Miss Barbara Gray. Hello. Hey, Babs, how's it going? Can yeah. I call you Babs? Yes, you can. Yes, that's awesome. Anything other than Barbara... Can you be like my Babs friend? Like my friend that I call Babs? Yes, I'm in. You don't oh. have one already? I don't want to replace another one. Oh, yeah, I did, but she was a little... I'm I way don't know. cooler than Jesse's her. Jesse's talking about Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> You're being coy about it yeah. over there, but... Yeah. I don't care for political views. <laughs> I'm a conservative Republican. I don't have 
any opinions, so that sounds perfect. Barbara, you're not actually originally from Southern California. You're from Salt Lake City, but you are a Southern California transplant. Yes. Have you ever been to San Francisco, and are you ready to like get involved in this Northern California-Southern California rivalry? Oh, yes, definitely. I like San Francisco. Last time I was here, I defaced some art. Because I, <laughs> I hate art. And it Wait, deserved it. What happened? No, I, I was just... Um, I had uh, something called alcohol. And <laughs> I, we were wandering around the streets, and I saw this mural that apparently had been painted a long time ago, but then they had gone back over it and pasted like these ugly weird anime faces on top of it, and I got really angry, and I just yanked off one of the faces, and then I put a piece of pizza on it later. <laughs> and then it was like putting pizza on the wall. It was really cool. <laughs> so now I have this neat part of San Francisco in my trunk at, at all times. Oh, you so kept the face? I, of course I did. It's so it's weird. And you can't awesome. throw away a face. That's yeah, true. I mean, I didn't want to be, I know it was rude of me to even do it in the first place, so I wanted to keep it like as a part of San Francisco, even though, you know. It's, rare, it's rare for deface to be used that at, literally. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I defaced oh. it. Yeah. That's kind of like, yeah, that's kind of like the public art version of the movie Face Off. <laughs> you think everything is the something version of the movie Face Wouldn't Off. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah, sometimes I exchange faces with that, that thing. Oh, right. oh nice, and, sure. But I still act like Nicolas Cage the whole time. And you say you don't like art. <laughs> Speaking of faces on public art, we're recording this program in the Polish Club in San Francisco. Behind me are representations of what I can only presume are two poles. This, and the faces on these, I think the best way to describe the faces on these dancing poles are like an early work by that lady who ruined the Jesus painting. <laughs> I look at the faces behind me. I think on the left here is a man pretending to be a woman. And on the right here is a nightmare pretending to be a man. I think they can't quite grab hands either. They're just a little uncoordinated. Can I also point out one, just one further nightmare element of these paintings? Um, I'm going to have to step away from the microphone to demonstrate this, but... There is a grotesque disfigurement here. <laughs> Someone has stolen the hand! Barbara? I'm looking at Babs. Yeah. I'm sorry, it was me again. Anyway. Hand off. There's just a hamburger in place of his hand. <laughs> Somebody de-handed the art. <laughs> the next Banksy, Barbara Gray. <laughs> Thank you. Rounding out the San Francisco team is James Richmith of Casper Hauser. James, welcome to the program. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A lot of Casper Hauser fans here. Now, the subject of sea lions mm-hmm. came up in our introduction. That's right. And it was not an intentional. It, I, it was not an intentional slight to you and it, your it family. It felt intentional. It felt intentional at the I time. I know that you went through, you and your twin brother went through a very traumatic situation uh, right. six or nine months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if it's not to, if you feel comfortable sharing it with us, maybe you could? I think uh, it's, it's a decent claim to fame if you yourself have been attacked by a seal. <laughs> 
But if if your claim to fame is that your brother got attacked by a seal, because <laughs> um, my brother was attacked by a seal during a ten kilometer swim about halfway, and there is some question as to whether or not he slapped the creature. <laughs> Uh, which is a provocation. And you know what's funny? Is that it's legal for a shark to bite you in half. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you touch them, I mean, like, you can't touch a marine mammal uh, and, uh, or do anything else to them either. <laughs> and, and you found that out the hard <laughs> way. No, yeah. Yeah. What about uh, sensual massage? No, that's touching, Jordan. But, but they get I a- mean. If there's a happy ending, they're not going to say anything about it. Some of the Reiki stuff where you're really just two inches away and it's yeah, all energy fields right. is probably legal. <laughs> oh, uh, shit, yeah, I'll blast a seal with my chi. <laughs> uh, so either the seal didn't see my brother or my brother didn't see the seal. It's extremely rare for a seal to attack a man. Uh, <laughs> sea lions is common, but uh, it's less common than... Than koala bears. Uh, <laughs> uh, and less dangerous. He got torn open, too. I saw yeah. him on the oh, evening yeah. news, the Channel 5 News, yeah, with killed. just full-on open flesh him? wound. Yeah, he was killed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. They say, here's my question. They say twins sometimes have sympathetic feelings. Uh-huh. And so I wonder, as he was swimming in the bay and attacked by a seal... Were you in a coffee shop in Berkeley also attacked by a seal? <laughs> I, I, I had a, I felt a great tremor as uh-huh. if millions of voices suddenly cried out <laughs> and went silent. James Richmond, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for all our contestants. I've, uh, I've not lost anything that badly. Ever. Uh, I've, never, I've, never compi- I've never competed in anything before, so I'm not going to bother again. I, I'm going to recede into my. I know that's a that's a big loop in, in terms of percentages. That's uh, that's almost incalculable. Which means that you you people owe yourself. You should. I mean, whatever your you your owed equipment from the from from the studio where you are. You're allowed to take <laughs> things home. Jesse oh, will confirm this. Lindsay, you come with me. We're out of here. Okay. Bye, guys. Well done. Get to me. Hey, Jesse here. That's it for our International Waters bonus episode. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Know that you can support it further by reviewing us in iTunes and helping to spread the word. The more listeners and donors we have, the better chance we'll be able to keep bringing you the show. But you knew that already, right? You're a donor. Thank you. <laughs>